0: You were living in the room, but you need to look it over. Thinking on an audience, because you made all the rules. Up. You were waiting on a notion.
1: You're listening to Talking Music on KVNF. I'm your host, Taya J. This week, two parts. First, an interview with Colorado-based singer-songwriter Tom LaFond, followed by an exclusive interview with Tiny Desk creator and host of All Songs Considered, Bob Boylan. Stay tuned to Mountain Grown Community Radio. You are listening to Talkin' Music on KVNF. I'm your host, Taya Jay, and today I'm joined by Colorado-based singer-songwriter Tom LaFond. Tom, thank you for joining me today.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: You just released your debut album titled "The Moon Leans In," recorded in Lyons, Colorado. Talk to me a little about the process of bringing this album to life.
2: You know, I just released this album, but I, you know, I've been working on those songs for roughly some of them actually up to ten years. Um, but I recorded it last summer in Lyons over the course of ten days. Uh, it was kind of like visualizing, you know, what I could do with, you know, within my means, and I, I, I had an idea to have about nine musicians involved um, in two separate quartets. So I, I recorded a an acoustic swing swing group for a few of the songs, and then recorded um, like a four piece band with electric guitar and electric bass and full drums and, and everything like that. But I wanted to keep the recording like as like clean and and simple and straightforward as I could.
1: Let's go ahead and feature something. What do you want to feature first, Tom?
2: All right, well, um, why don't we play uh, Life as a Sign, if that's okay. That, that, that's a song that I, um, that's one that had, like, a full string arrangement, and then we ended up just pulling it down to one line. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm really, I'm happy with the way it turned out.
0: Half the places I like, nowhere never lasts. As soon as I find out the lay, the unturned stone. Swing down the hawk upon my past. With the bird's eye view of all you do, waiting on the crash. If only you could see this place we brought together, woven strings. All the scenes of memory flow through you like a well. Cityscape from hell With the birds eye view Of all you do Waiting on the crash The water rose and swallowed All the flowers The coast and all the humming Of the power Living out the life Of a sign now best thing you could do would be to lie down In the city you've assembled in your sleep It's all yours now Places i like nowhere never lasts as soon as i find out my place the unturned stones swing down the hawk upon my past with the birds i view of all you do waiting on the crash Coming of the power Living out the life of a siren. The best thing you could do would be to lie down In the city you've assembled in your sleep It's all yours now
1: that was life as a sigh by tom lafond who's here with me today tell me about your aha moment the moment when you realized that music and telling stories through music was something that resonated with you
2: hmm well you know i think my first aha moment with music was just um, like i'd been i've been playing and like i'm obsessed with like classic rock stuff and learning all these guitar solos and um, I had been playing like so much of just, you know, electric guitar. And I remember I, I went to this, um, I, I went to a Unitarian Universalist church as a kid, and we had these conferences where we'd meet meet up all over the, um, the state of New York. And sometimes in, in Canada we'd meet up and there'd be like 200 kids. And we'd, we'd all kind of like sit around in the church and just um, like, you know, do workshops and music and talent shows and all this. And I remember trying to translate, Um, you know, the things I had been learning on the guitar to, like, kind of a social setting. Like, we're all hanging out. and You know, you can't just, like, sit there and play guitar solo to uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon songs, like, by yourself in the corner and and make friends. And I I realized, like, you know, the guy next to me singing Wonderwall, he he was making friends and, like, creating community around it, and everyone was joining in and singing along. And I was like, oh... So guitar was the right choice, but I I feel like I should I should learn to sing <laughs> I should learn to tell stories I should learn to vocalize because I think it might be like <laughs> just kind of you know I was really focused on the lead lead guitar elements and uh, like kind of ha- seeing how that translate translated into like a this little microcosm of a community uh, made me you know really want to really want to like tell stories and sing and like use use my voice more rather than just like playing solos and stuff.
1: <laughs> sure. And has that brought you the community yeah. and the friendships that you longed for?
2: Um, you know, I, it wasn't a quick, easy learning curve, at all. <laughs> but the, by the next, the next year I went to one of those conferences and we did the talent show thing. And like, I went up and I actually, you know, found it within myself to sing. I was probably horribly flat or whatever, but I, I you know, it, it, it felt, like uh, this, really, the release, like this, and this relief, like, it, and then, then it almost transcended the whole, like, longing for the community. It was more of just like, oh, like, feeling seen, feeling heard, being, you know, expressing something from within. And, and yeah, that definitely that feeling. And then I was just hooked on that feeling in whatever way it was. And, and yeah, absolutely, being able to you know, hang out around a campfire and sing folk songs all night learn jazz songs and play them with people from all over the world. Sometimes I don't even speak English. And I'm like, we know all the same chords and melodies and stuff. It's, it's really, it's really um, exciting to me how music is universal.
1: Sure. Absolutely. I read that your album takes equal parts influence from Mac Miller, Andrew Bird, and Billie Holiday. <laughs> yeah talk to me a little bit more about the relationship between these three incredible artists and how they manifest in your music
2: well they're just some of my faves you know (laughs) but also um so uh uh, Billie Holiday has always been like my biggest influence as a a singer I would think that since I was little like I just like I felt like when I was a kid I I heard her voice like she was like a ghost or something it just was like the coolest thing you know there's like Pink Floyd and there's like other things that gave me this kind of creepy haunted feeling that I was listening to at the time. But then Billy, aside from all the other jazz music, that was around, my dad listened to a lot of jazz. Um, Billie Holiday kind of like stood out Um, just like the way she sings. She takes like, you know, she has a great band playing beautifully in time. And then she sings like way behind the beat and lets each phrase just like have way more space than um, other singers of the era. And uh, so, yeah, she's like my favorite singer. And then um, Andrew Bird, I, I mentioned Andrew Bird uh, partially because of the context of the, um, the violin. Like, I, I love to, I, I love the instrument. I love the violin, and I, especially as a lead instrument. And, you know, coming from playing a lot of electric guitar, um, the violin, like, I feel like has, has the resonance and the attack and the, the like, presence of electric guitar. And even more so, um, it's just, it's very visceral and intense. And so I've, I've always loved that as the lead element. And I also wanted to have like the leads and, and uh, melodic lines be played by the violin because the nature of an acoustic sound. Whereas like, to make a, a guitar feel like that intensity, you need like pedals and distortion and like sounds and stuff that, you know, kind of intensify it. Whereas the violin just like, sounds that way and so yeah andrew bird um you know he's just like a virtuosic violinist and one thing about him is he he came from playing a lot of swing music um he was in the the squirrel nut zippers um this band and that played you know the 90s did a lot of like swing and swing revival um stuff and so you know he came from that and then like his his first uh like indie rock album i think it was the mysterious production of eggs <laughs> the name of the album but that one that one really hit really hit me hard because it's like hearing this guy who comes from all this like you know jazz background and as a singer and as a violinist switching over to this like kind of all arranged all like fully produced sound and like letting the lyrics kind of speak for themselves and and so yeah i just been fo- i love the way he records and the way he he produces music that, that's always hit me and his voice yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love everything about it anyway. his voice is amazing um, and then <laughs> Matt, Matt, yeah yeah and then Mac Miller um I'd say Mac Miller hit me a little bit more recently in the last few years about like three years ago I started listening to him a lot and you know um I think there's something in his storytelling and in his um, the way he sings is just so close to the way he would talk and the conversational element of it, the naturalness, the fact that he can like purvey like all this poetry and put all of this meaning and all of this emotion into something with just almost just like speaking it to you. And so that, um, yeah, those, those, Um, those three influences I really like had in mind when I was coming up with arrangements for it and even rewriting some of the verse material for some songs. I'm like, how do I make this more conversational and more spoken?
3: Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's so beautifully put. It's really cool to hear you unpack that a little bit. So thank you for sharing that.
2: Yeah, of course. Thanks for asking.
1: Yeah. Let's go ahead and hear another song. What do we want to listen to next?
2: Yeah. Well, so this next one's the title track. It's called The Moon Leans In. And uh, this is one that kind of came out really fast. I actually, this one I wrote while like sitting on, I sat on my bed and I put a microphone like under a blanket and I recorded a, um, so I recorded the first verse kind of improvised and then I stopped and hit spacebar and then like, listened for that, you know, what's the next part? And then, then the next part came to me and then I just scrapped it down on a piece of paper, went ahead and recorded that and then recorded the chorus and it's just you know the song just kind of goes like it's like an abc form um so i i took that idea um that that original recording i I showed it to a friend of mine and he's like this one this song is you know i I like this one a lot it's i really i really trusted his opinion so i um yeah i kind of like just kept it as is you know after that i didn't edit it at all and then uh when i went into the studio to record it, I actually just pulled up that original recording and listened to it like four times <laughs> to try to <clears throat> keep it um, as, like, you know, true to itself to the beginning as I could.
1: Very cool. Let's take a listen to The Moon Leans In.
0: I watch the dove
1: sail
0: into the glass. Find the way out, break the cage at last. Your heavy heart, it weighs on you so bad. If it feeds you through the winter time, I'm so glad you got it back. Wear your starry crown. one and deeply sing out through the sunrise if only you had met me then knock the door you let me in moving like a fever dream all around your head better when the lights are off disregard the hidden calls oh thank god i'm not the boss show me to the bed with you I'm leaving once I pack something still moves out there now it's staring back it seems to dance like light but curvier than that Sunrise. i
1: As the moon leans in the title track off of Tom Lafon's brand new debut album by the same name. So I discovered you on the submission page for this year's Tiny Desk contest. And I think it's one of the coolest things about wow. Tiny Desk is that it allows us member stations to be exposed to local musicians in our state that we may not have come across in other ways Um, and i know you entered in this year's contest i'm curious what you're hoping for with that submission
2: well it was kind of a a spur of the moment decision um basically before i went on tour i had like one day off and i was going to get together with the bass player i made um the record with and uh, yeah we're gonna work on a new song but then I, i saw that um you know that they're accepting submissions for the tiny desk contest. And I, I was like, you know what? I have the studio booked. <laughs> I have the bassist. What if I could get the rest of the group together? And so I just, I texted everybody and it kind of came together within 24 hours that everyone was available. And so um, we, pl- we actually played a song that, um, the violinist had never, pl- never played before, um, uh, with us. Um, and I actually on the original recording I played the, the drums on it so it was like a you know a lot um it was kind of taking my single um in a hurry and rearranging it for the group that did the the whole album the Moonlings. And so it was kind of taking the instrumentation from that album and applying it to a song that I did differently um and yeah I was excited to just record live <laughs> to re, you know have everything plugged in and just you know, to be able just to capture what it would sound like to just just play live as if it was a show. Yeah. Uh, in terms of hope, hoping for, I, 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 you know, obviously it would be sweet to. <laughs> I honestly, this is if if that's where you found me, that's exactly what I was hoping for. Is that you know that that um, people would be able to listen to it and hear it who would, may have not not heard of my music before. So, that's the that's the the real goal.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Tom, I think we have time for one more song. Is there something else you'd like to share with us today?
2: Um, Yeah, actually, um, the song I'd like to share would be um, New Wildfire. And that's actually the first song on the album. Um, And you know, this song is, it's just about the, it's just about our relationship with nature and uh, you know, how we can't, we really can't predict anything. yeah, we almost we, we put ourselves in these in these situations in these places where, you know, that that relationship with with nature is like is tested, and you know, um, in our own our own faith and belief in ourselves is tested. And I, I think it's um, really amazing um, the the lack of control we have in that. And I, I you know, it it's it, it can be really sad. It can be really terrifying. Um, but yeah, the song is just it's just about mother, it's about mother nature <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a few of the songs are um, so yeah I just wanted to share that you know especially keep the mountain theme going I really I really miss the mountains in Colorado right now so
1: <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll be happy um, to have you back.
2: yeah I'll be happy to be back yeah thank you so much Dave for having me on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: yeah, my pleasure thank you. <laughs>
0: take the moon you were after and give it back piece by piece there was a room full of laughter now it speaks and speaks it was the hum and the chatter a card up your sleeve is this the womb you were after never ever have to leave tiny piece of glass that i carry around I grow habitual in the playground Tell me when the sun shines bright. The way you move yourself through time. I thought you never asked. See so you stumble around. Beautiful ritual in your hometown. There's a story when you went to fly, and you lost all the
1: You're listening to Talkin' Music on KBNF. You just heard an interview with Colorado-based musician Tom LaFond. Up next, some words of wisdom from Tiny Desk creator Bob Boylan. Bob, thank you for making time to talk to us today.
3: Pleasure, Taya. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Tiny Desk started in 2008. Talk to me a little about the origin of the idea for Tiny Desk and how it's changed, especially in light of the last two years.
3: Oh boy, yeah. So it started off um, almost as a joke. We went, uh, Stephen Thompson, my workmate, and up here in music, and I went to South by Southwest. Amongst the many artists we saw, one of them we wanted to see was Laura Gibson, a great uh, artist from Portland. And um, We went to see her at a bar and uh, there was a basketball game going on at the time, not in the bar, but on the TVs in the bar, just to be specific. It was March Madness. We couldn't hear Laura. Uh, We said to her when she came off stage, Stephen said, why don't you just come play a a, a concert at our office, a private concert at our office? And my eyes and head exploded a little bit. And uh, having been a video editor and an audio engineer and two weeks later, she's on tour with the December so three weeks later, she came to us and did a concert. Uh, I set up a couple of cameras and a microphone and and we've filmed probably a 1000 roughly concerts behind my desk at NPR. It's not a set piece. It's literally my desk. And I have to move my computer every time an artist comes uh, to, to make way. And uh, we've been doing that until March of 2020. Remember that? 2020 Amazing. March thing. Yeah. Hard to forget. <laughs> and uh, and as I was leaving the office, one of the artists, Soccer Mommy, are you familiar with Soccer Mommy? I am. She, she was going to come in a couple of weeks, and I knew that we were not going to be in the office because we were closing the offices for what we thought was a few weeks. And I called up, and I said, Hey, I know your tour is canceled. You can't come to the desk. Why don't you just do something at home and send it to us, and we'll put it up. And now we've done about 300 home concerts. Uh, and it's, it's actually, you know, it's been revealing in many, many ways.
1: I have to say, I re- have really enjoyed the sort of um, broad definition of home that has been brought to some of these tiny <laughs> desks. <laughs> at you mean home. the barge
3: on, in New York? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, the back
1: of a Land Rover. I was going to say, you know, we've seen performances in people's home studios and their living oh, rooms, but we've also okay. seen them in. A Brooklyn convent, a library, a bathtub, a barber shop, to name a few. <laughs> I'm wondering how have you seen the creative boundaries of venue and location pushed throughout the last two years, and and what are some of those highlights?
3: <laughs> you just named them. I mean, there are so many. Uh, the goal in when we send out our guidelines to musicians is to uh, try to make it as intimate as possible. And what that means to everybody could be different or as many musicians, they don't read the guidelines. So, <laughs> because hey, they're musicians, but um, it can bring out of you know, my favorite place is home because I love seeing the pictures on the wall. I love seeing what might be sitting on the piano, you know, the whatever the photographs or the whatever the artifacts that are around your house. That tells you so much about who these people are in the same way one's clothing might, um, you know, and all of the, the different instruments they pick up. There's so many clues into getting to know musicians and their aesthetic, and it all shows up uh, in their home and decor and the decor on their body and so forth. So that's what we look for, and that's what we hope for. We hope to really show a side of an artist that is not behind sparkling lights in a nightclub, though I love those, um, but not here. We try to you know, have the raw voice that's not uh, full of effects uh, and try to get it so that it's as close to being in your living room or bathtub <laughs> as possible.
1: Did you ever see that coming? The bathtub, a concert in the bathtub?
3: <laughs> no, but wow. <laughs> We've now seen a few of those though, Amazing. showers and bathtubs. It's a trend. And, 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 right, well, and yeah, because I mean, we all know that one of the great things about our voices who can't sing, like myself, it sounds a little better in the bathroom, you know, the the tiling and the acoustics, so it makes sense.
1: I always say I do all my best thinking in the shower. <laughs> so we're fast approaching the deadline for the 2022 Tiny Desk Contest. That deadline is Monday, March 14th. We broadcast here at KVNF to 10,000 square miles across the western slope of Colorado. Wow. But most of those miles are rural. And it makes me wonder, what's your advice for inspiring and motivating rural musicians to apply?
3: You don't have to. I mean, you could do this with your phone. It's not like we're asking you to get a professional video crew to come into your bathtub, (laughs) living room, uh, to film a a video. We simply want to hear your voice, whatever that is, be that voice, be on on a keyboard or that voice being a fiddle or whatever it is, um, we want to hear an original song of you behind a desk and it'll get watched, it'll get seen. And it may get seen by more if we really like what we see or think there's something unique about it. We put these videos, not just the winner, up online. And and even if, you know, there's a musician out there thinking, oh man, I can't do this go to npr.org slash tiny desk contest, go look at the submissions, look at the variety of stuff, the musical tastes of the winners that we've had, is all over the map. We're not stuck in a genre, we're not stuck in a, like looking for the next, you know, when I say star, I mean, you know, glamour, you know, right, we're not, we just want somebody with a unique talent to be heard and seen and give them an opportunity to find a new audience.
1: Yeah, Well said. I have to ask one more question. I'm very conscious of your time, but one more question from a coworker of mine. He is curious, do you still get nervous when you sit down or when you bring someone, some big name to your desk to perform? Do you get those butterflies or have you done it enough now that it's just par for the course?
3: I have no, there's a thing about me that a starstruck thing just doesn't happen to me and I can't explain why, but I'm going to say you know these musicians come in they've got their backpacks on and they're carrying their, there's nothing glamorous about them coming in sure i admire many of the musicians but most of the people that i admire that come in and play are super down-to-earth sweet people and i'm thrilled to meet them uh they thrill me when i put their music on but it's not nervousness it's it's uh, it's admiration and love
1: absolutely well we certainly feel that for you we feel that for tiny dusk and for all songs considered Thank you for redefining the potential of a desk for all of us.
3: (laughs) My pleasure. You be well.
1: Thank you, Bob. Best of luck with your tour, and we'll look forward to the next round of Tiny Desk Concerts. Awesome. Take
0: care.
1: You've been listening to Talking Music on KBNF. The deadline for the 2022 Tiny Desk Contest is March 14th. For more information on how to submit your original song to Tiny Desk, visit kvnf.org.